It's an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the laws are complicated and constantly changing, the wisest and safest way to keep track of them all is to call elder law attorney Michael Cohen. Having devoted his career to informing and protecting the elderly, Michael communicates about the law in ways that you and your loved ones will surely understand. Join us now to know your legal rights with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. Welcome once again to another Estate Planning Essentials program. Very devoted to protecting your family, your assets, and you. And I'm sitting with my co-host, my attorney, my good, maybe great friend. Are we getting to great? I hope so, friend. And who should be your attorney, his name, and he is our Estate Planning Attorney, Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don, and certainly we're a great friend, so I appreciate Good. I, those kind comments. That's very true. Are we still great friends, even though the Cowboys look terrible? We didn't discuss that at all. Yeah. <laughs> the Cowboys, are, we'll, we'll wait till the regular season. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. It doesn't count, and that's good to know. Uh, what does count is your estate planning and government assistance, and Michael is an expert in both of those areas, in my humbled opinion, and today he wants to talk about that particular issue, which we don't address that much, and that is government assistance. And he's got some new information for you that you may not realize regarding helping you pay for care at home. Michael? Yeah, you know, with the Delta variant and things seeming to be getting worse, uh, that I thought that, you know, most people don't want to go, let's say, into a nursing home, especially if, if there's a, you know, in a pandemic. And so I thought there had been more and more questions the last, ever since the pandemic began, about how can we pay for care? It's so expensive to pay for care. And we don't, and most people don't have long term care insurance or they have inadequate income or assets to help pay for that care. And so they seek other ways to see if there could be assistance for care costs at home. We know that in, in nursing homes, quite frankly, most people uh, try to get on Medicaid to try to have the government help pay for care costs because most people, again, have inadequate resources. Uh, Medicare only has very limited coverage. Uh, that's even after a three-day hospitalization stay do you get any coverage at all uh, if you don't have long-term care insurance. And a lot of people don't realize that, that they have to come out of pocket for care costs. Uh, and so I thought, well, and during, like I said, during the pandemic, who wanted to go to a place where there was, you know, widespread, uh, you know, people getting ill because of the pandemic? And right now with hospitalizations up, uh, the question becomes uh, a little bit more of a concern again. And so I thought that may be a topic that we should discuss because there are a few different programs. A couple of them are Medicaid, and one is Veterans Benefits that will help pay for some care costs. Very good. So uh, so I should mention uh, that there, when I mentioned Medicaid, there's just not one Medicaid program. In fact, in Texas, there's 109 Medicaid programs, each with their own rules. Well, 
and so most people are unaware of all the different programs. They range anything from uh, breast and cervical cancer Medicaid to children's Medicaid to long-term care Medicaid if you're in a nursing home. And today we'll talk about two Medicaid programs uh, at home. So one is, it depends on what your level of care might be. Uh, one is community care. Uh, this community uh, care program might only provide 15 or 20 out to 20 hours a week. It's limited. They look to see how bad you are. But they give you some limited coverage if you're not that bad off. So you may need some assistance, but limited assistance. Now, the problem with that program uh, is that you have to have very limited countable resources. Uh, and so there are certain things that do not count, like your home or a car or a pre-need funeral or burial spaces for uh, your closest relatives, in other words, children, uh, siblings, and parents. Uh, but the uh, for the most part, you have to have very limited resources and your income on that particular program must be less than $2,382 a month. Okay. So, uh, so when I say income, it's usually Social Security or pension, uh, you know, or if you had an IRA. Uh, as we may have talked about on prior shows, the good news is if you have an IRA, an individual retirement account, that the individual retirement account, if you're getting required minimum distributions, uh, then it does not count as an asset under Texas Medicaid laws. Now, this hmm. is different from supplemental security income where you automatically get Medicaid. So this is on the state laws, not the federal supplemental security income that some people refer to as SSI. So... The, so on an IRA, the good news is it doesn't count. But if they require minimum distribution, so let's say that you had an IRA that was paying twelve thousand a year, so that'd be the equivalent of one thousand dollars a month. If the gross social security or pension was greater uh, than thirteen eighty two, in other words, a thousand plus thirteen eighty two then you would not be eligible for this particular program. Hmm. So on other programs, if you go into a nursing home or if you get care at home on another program that we'll discuss in a minute, uh, if your income exceeds the limit, you could do what's called a qualified income trust, also known as a Miller Trust, if you're old like me, because <laughs> I've been doing it. Because <laughs> only, only the old people like me uh, would remember, because I think I was the first or second one to do one in Texas in 1994. Wow. Which only, yeah, which only shows you that I'm an elder, elder law attorney. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, the so on certain programs, you could, if your income exceeds the limit, you could do this certain type of income only trust, income only trust. But on this community care program that I'm referring to, uh, the 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 uh, bad news is you have to have limited resources, uh, lim limited countable resources, and your income cannot exceed that cap. Now, as far as the resources, however, on that particular program, 
there's no what they call look-back period. Mm-hmm. Now, when for Medicaid, normally they think, oh, if you reduced your assets uh, within usually five years, then we think you did it on purpose so that the government will help pay for care costs. Right. In this particular program, that is not the case. Uh, there is no look-back period. We had somebody hmm. in the office, uh, by the way, speaking, switching gears for a second, and he had a Medicare savings program, which uh, which is actually a Medicaid program. It's not the topic here today. But on that program, which pays for your Medicare Part B premium, usually if your income, let's say Social Security is less than twelve dollars or $1,300, and you have, uh, have less than, let's say, a little bit less than $10,000 on that program, of countable resources that is, then uh, the government will pay your Part B premium, which is your doctors under Medicare. So, but on that, and the reason why I'm mentioning that now is they also do not have a look back period. So, all these different programs, I told you 109 programs, all have their own rules. And the general rule is that if you make a transfer, we think you did on purpose to get eligible for Medicaid. But here I'm telling you about two different programs one where they pay 15 to 20 hours a week. Uh, for somebody to come to the house. And by the way, you could have it arranged where it could even be a family member that gets paid for taking care of the person at home. Uh, now, they may have they have to go through different things with the state to do that, but it is possible uh, for a loved one to be that caregiver because you may not trust the, you know, the Medicaid-managed care agencies that come to the home. But generally, most people have the Medicaid managed care agencies. Uh, so, in other words, at least um, there are two in the Dallas area. Now, every area they have different ones. So, here there might be Molina and Superior. Uh, but in any event, there are different Medicaid managed care agencies. That the state has a contract where they say we're going to pay you a certain amount, and then you you deal with how you get pay your, your people. To come out and do, uh, you know, the care whatever is needed uh, for these uh, people that are on Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to apply for it, and on that particular program, there's no wait list. You have to call them, and then they come out and evaluate, and then see, if, and then they usually determine if there's eligibility or not. Okay, so that's the community care program. Uh, another program that. Um, is a Medicaid program, uh, you could keep a lot more resources, particularly if you're married, particularly if you're married. So on this particular program called Star Plus, Star Plus Medicaid, on Star Plus Medicaid, uh, it's very interesting in the fact that, first of all, it'll cover 35 to 40 hours, maybe as much as 50 hours a week where the government pays for somebody to come to the home and you work out with the state or the agency the hours that that person comes to the home, the family does. Uh, uh, So it all sounds really great, uh, except for one thing. Oh, I should also tell you one more thing. This just gets into the nuances of the law. Um, Okay, so normally you could what they call expand the protected resource amount. Uh, I'll have to clarify this. Uh, 
normally for Medicaid on the assets that are accountable, so not the home or not that IRA, uh, not the uh, car, the pre-need funeral, the personal property items, things like that that are non-countable resources generally. Uh, the um, on, on the countable resources, if you're married, you can keep a little over $130,000 is the most you can keep normally. However, if your income is low enough between the married couple, you could keep, they can expand. There's a formula where you could keep more assets. Now, interestingly enough, formula is different at a nursing home than it is at home. So the amount of income, so let's say that, so for, um, let's say for um, the at home, it's about $4,600 a month. So let's say, and it's not, that's not the exact figure, but just to illustrate, let's say that your income between the married couple was 3000 Well, there's a $1,600 difference. So let me even say 3500 or 3600 Let's say $3,600, $1,000 spread mm-hmm. well if you if you um, they basically they say how much do you need at today's interest rates to make up a thousand dollars of income a month well that, interest rates are pretty low and so you could expand and have way more than a hundred and thirty thousand it'll be hundreds of thousands of dollars if not more that you could wouldn't count as an that would not be required to be quote unquote spent down before the ability, whereas at the nursing home level, uh, the number is thirty-two fifty-nine fifty, three thousand two hundred fifty-nine dollars and fifty cents. So, uh, so in the example of the nursing home, uh, you would not be able to expand because the income exceeded that thirty-nine thirty-two fifty-nine limit. Now you say, oh, "Gee, well, that's really that's nice." And one, which one more? One more thing that's nice about it. If you get eligibility for the program at home, you automatically get eligibility for the program in the nursing home. So if you got mm. work, so if you, so if the person who plans in advance could get, if they're bad enough and need care at home, and most people want to stay at home to begin with, but if they can't for whatever reason, then you could protect more assets if you get eligibility for the STAR Plus Medicaid program at home. Hmm. Now, what's the catch? The catch is there's 22000 on the wait list. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, uh, and yeah. Uh, so if you think that, you know, so if you're getting older, you yeah. can either, uh, put your name on the list. There's no obligation. You don't have to give them any financial information. But just put your name on the list with the chance that you may need it. Uh, and the because remember, even at the time that they call your name, it may be two years from now that you don't have to accept it. You don't have to give them financial information. You 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 could say either I don't want her, put my name at the bottom of the list, or mm-hmm. uh, you know. So there's really no obligation. So it's no harm, no foul, as they say. Do you know how quickly um, people move off the list or how many names are called each year on average? Well, you know, it's interesting because it, it may it may get more in, uh, taken off. 
right now, this I used to think about a thousand a month, mm-hmm. but there's been we've gotten more federal funding, about a ten percent increase in federal funding, uh, and so that you would think that that would be helpful in getting more names off the list, and it probably right. should be. Although I haven't noticed uh, much difference the last month or two, um, and of course the although it, it prob I don't know that it'll pass, but Part of the, uh, and this is not to get into politics, but I'm I have to tell it, uh, is that on the infrastructure plan, well, you know, where you build bridges or things like a roads, that type of thing that Congress is grappling with right as we speak. Part of the Biden plan was to increase the amount of care at home under this particular program. Now, I don't think it'll be honest with you. I don't think, at least on the initial get-go, that it'll pass because, you know, there has to be bipartisan support. And I think that the roads and bridges will get support from both parties, but I don't know that the Care at Home program will get that support. Uh, In other words, the Biden administration says, okay, we'll hire more people, more of these companies to give care, uh, have increased employment, by having more caregivers at home and expanding the Medicaid programs. But again, uh, I don't think that that will pass, uh, at least at the initial get-go. I know, you know, there's been talk about having the first infrastructure plan and then having a second thing, something later on. Uh, it depends, you know, whether that'll happen or not and how long it will happen. Well, that's anybody's guess because there's, you know, What's going to happen with the pandemic? What's going to happen with midterm elections next year if things aren't done quicker? Is there going to be have to be more emphasis on the pandemic as, as opposed to getting other bills passed? This all gets into politics. And, yeah. uh, and you know, I'm telling, the only reason I'm mentioning it is because not because I'm trying to say one thing or another, and it's not to be pro or against whatever. I'm just telling you how it relates to care at home since that's the topic of the day. Sure, and I appreciate that. Um, we talked fun, uh, ironically, about at the beginning of the program, the Dallas Cowboys. I think the waiting list for a Philadelphia Eagles season ticket holder uh, is 100,000 people. And yeah. I think they move 500 to 1,000 a year. Um, so not that many. And so I guess 22,000 is not as bad as 100,000. But And I'm glad, as you said, it might be averaging around 1000 a month, and it might take a couple of years for you to ascend to the top and have your name called. But, you know, this is important stuff. And um, Michael's the kind of person that you hated to have in class with you because he was so smart and so on top of this stuff. And Michael is. I mean, he just knows this. He does it because it's his passion. It's his life. It's his career. And he's been doing it for decades. And that's the reason, or one reason of many, why you should attend his next workshop, which is Saturday, August the 21st at 10 o'clock in the morning. And they're virtual workshops. They're um, workshops where you, from the comfort of your own home on your couch, can just sign up and then via Zoom, um, which is the video conferencing service, you can sit in on those workshops and ask questions about your individual circumstances, which Michael will answer as he goes across the Zoom room. Do you call it a Zoom room, Mike? And, um, sounds, you, okay. It sounds good. You know? Yeah, I like it. No doubt about it. So the Zoom room, and um, 
you'll hear other people's questions and circumstances, and you'll learn a lot. It's very valuable, and you never have to leave your home. Um, again, that's August 21st, which is a Saturday at 10 o'clock. And to sign up for that, it is um, you have to dial 214 uh, 7200 or go to com. What else about those workshops, Michael? Uh, what goes on at those and what happens after the workshop? Yeah, um, first of all, of course, like you said, it's virtual. Uh, mm-hmm. We're... We, Thought that we're going to be live again uh, really yeah. soon, but uh, with this Delta variant, we're going to be a little bit on the cautious side uh, for the time being. And by the way, it's not just on your laptop; it could be on your phone. If you have an iPhone, you could do uh, uh, you know you could do Zoom on that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you just we just ask people what they want to know, and it could be anything about estate planning. So it could be about wills or trust or probate. Or it could be about Medicaid, like we're talking about today so far, and we'll talk a little bit about veterans' benefits in just a second. Uh, but it could be anything connected with planning and, you know, how to help out in protecting you and your loved ones in case you're disabled or you should pass, uh, and how we could do things in a way that's, you know, according to the terms that you want while you're in control uh, for your life. So the, the the bottom line is we just ask people what they want to know, and every workshop is different. The last workshop did happen to have a lot of questions about Medicaid, which is another reason why we're going over some of these issues today. Uh, and so, but it could be anything. It could be who knows. Every different workshop is is it's different because everybody has different questions, and we've been doing these workshops since the end of 2012. Wow. And one, every time there's been different questions that have never been asked before. And what we do is I say, okay, what do you want to know? And then I answer your questions, and we'll have a presentation as well. It's free, like you said. There's no obligation. You can stay in the comfort of your own home. If you do go to the free estate planning essentials workshop, we will also give you a free vision meeting, no obligation there. It's just an opportunity to go over your own situation personally for an hour. We call that a vision meeting. So basically you get three free hours of legal education without any obligation. Uh, again, all you have to do to go to that free estate planning essentials workshop on first at 10 a.m. is call 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. Good. It's Michael Cohen, C-O-H-E-N. If you want to just Google that, and type in Dallas Attorney, and uh, you'll find him very quickly right at the top of that SEO, as they call it. Uh, Michael, uh, i got about four minutes left. Uh, let's wrap up uh, this discussion on government assistance. Oh, my goodness. Well, I didn't realize I was so loquacious, but that's the way it is. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, I, I was going to tell you a few other things, that the transfer rules are different on that STAR Plus Medicaid program. Uh, if you make any transfer at all on that program, unlike that community care program, there's five years of ineligibility. You give more than 200 and some odd dollars in five years. Then it could be a five years of ineligibility, whereas on that community care program, the 15 to 20 hours a week, you could have, there's no look back period at all. And by the way, for a nursing home Medicaid program, if you, they look at it differently too. They look at how much was the average cost of care. You earn $13.71 a day. 
into the amount of the uncompensated transfer, and they determine how many days or months of ineligibility based on the amount of the uncompensated transfer. Well, I'm going to have these, these rules are different on each of these programs, so you have to kind of kind of maneuver your way to see what's best for you. And I'm going to mention one other program in the few minutes that I have, and that's veterans benefits. Uh, veterans uh, who uh, served during wartime, uh, it may not be the actual end of the war, but they have veterans as a chart that were not dishonorably discharged, that were, uh, 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 yes, if, if they were if they're dishonorably discharged, they do not get any benefits. But if they were right. not dishonorably discharged, and served during wartime, didn't mean you had to go overseas. Uh, again, you could have a limited, there's, the resources limit is different. It's a little bit close to Medicaid, but not the same. It's a little over 130000 closer to 131000 for that because it's based on a different inflation chart. Uh, and the, uh, the, the amount of the benefit depends off if you're just homebound or if you have a dependent and the amount of the level that you could get from governmental assistance for being a wartime veteran, or if you're the surviving spouse, not divorced, of a wartime veteran, uh, then you also may be entitled to where they pay kind of like Social Security. They pay directly to your checking account electronically. So mm-hmm. it could be uh, if you're, it could range if you're the widow of a wartime veteran, uh, it's over $1,200 a month. Uh, if you're homebound and you're the veteran, it's over 1400 If you're the, the wartime uh, veteran, it's between $1,900 and $2,000 a month. If you have one dependent, let's say you have a spouse, it might be over twenty five dollars to $2,600 a month that the government just pays into your uh, your uh, checking account. So if you needed on that one, it's just needed uh, if you're in a, let's say, assisted living, uh, you could have uh, two, you need two activities a day living. If you're homebound, it's a different, uh, you know, it's basically that you, you know, can't get out of the house pretty much, uh, that you could get this, uh, this sti- I'll call it a stipend, but this benefit uh, for being homebound if you're either the uh, veteran or the uh, widow of a wartime veteran. Uh, so do not forget about veterans' benefits uh, that most people are unaware of. So uh, that's another option uh, to... Um, and veterans benefits sometimes even have other things like making improvements to the home, uh, just like on the star, the Medicaid program too. That Star Plus Medicaid program can even make things if you're handicapped, it can make things more accessible for your disability. So, lots of different things, lots of different options, lots of different things for care, especially here in this pandemic that we need to know about. Uh, so the good news is that there are options. So um, that's what I thought I should talk about today. Excellent. I think it was great. Uh, Very, very helpful. Um, The only option you really have, though, is to attend this next workshop because it's free, because you don't have to leave your home. You can listen in. You don't even have to be part of it uh, via video. You can just do the audio and not need to be seen, but you can see everybody. I just did a Zoom call yesterday where I just dialed in um, and um, turned the video off and could just listen and watch which was very helpful, too, because I had a bad hair day, and we won't talk about that. But all kidding aside, that's the way to go. Attend Michael's next workshop on Saturday, August the 21st at 10 o'clock via Zoom, meaning online, meaning virtually. Dial 214-720-0102, or go to DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com. I promise 
it will be an extremely valuable two hours. Michael Cohen, we thank you for your time, sir. Thank you, Don. A leading estate planner practicing law in Dallas, Texas for decades now, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the estate planning laws that can affect your family and you. The first step is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214 214- 720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on 770-KAAM for six years, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate and complete what could currently be a deficient estate plan. Make sure it is done your way and sign up for his next workshop today 214-720-0102.